thank you for listening to the Matt's Movie Reviews Podcast, available on Podbean, Apple Podcasts, Spotify, Google Podcasts, and Amazon Music. Also, please follow Matt's Movie Reviews on Facebook, YouTube, LinkedIn, Instagram, X, and Rumble. And of course, be sure to visit mattsmoviereviews.net for the latest reviews, top 10 lists, and more. Now, onto the show. Your father has always known you are special. Nothing will change that, Mary. Tell Mary we are ready. The music, play! Mary, you're getting married. It's about to be the best day of your life. Um, Joseph, I feel like we're already friends, no? God has chosen you to have a son, the king of all kings. This wasn't a dream. An angel came to me. It's hard to have faith. It's hard to believe. Look at the star. The future holds more. This is it. Let's go. There are too many questions to let all time. A divine king is to be born in your land. It's a mountain to hide a cloud. Would I help find a new king in my kingdom? <laughs> Everyone wants my crown. I want the mother found. Don't have to be good. Those men are looking for you. Herod must know of the prophecy. He wants my child. Joseph! I'm not the only one who's chosen for this. you truly believe that this child is the chosen one? What is his name? Jesus. I think even Fig is beginning to tolerate you. Stop. Stop. Hello and welcome to the Matt's Movie Reviews Podcast. I am your host, Matthew Perkovich, and this is episode number 573. Releasing November 10 in theatres across the US is Journey to Bethlehem, a musical interpretation of the Nativity story in which a young woman named Mary is chosen by God to give birth to his son, Jesus Christ. A true story of love and faith brought to life through charismatic filmmaking and a soaring spirit, Journey to Bethlehem also marks the directorial debut of acclaimed songwriter and producer, Mr. Adam Ann, as I'm glad to say Adam joins me now on the podcast. Adam, how are you? All right. Great to meet you, Matthew. Likewise. This is really interesting, Journey to Bethlehem. It's a passion project for you. The idea for it kind of sprung up on you like 17 years ago. From what I understand, you were at your family's place. You wanted to watch a musical had to do with the the spirits of, of Christmas and the religious subtext and only to find no such thing existed at that time and, and you thought to yourself you know what I'm gonna bring that to fruition what's it like now 70, 17 years later and only tomorrow that movie's gonna come out I'm sure like you have so many memories of this kind of process coming together for you over the almost two decades now yeah it's hard to process um honestly after that long I don't think I'll ever have this feeling again 
you know, if I make more movies and, you know, if anybody will have me make another one after this, I don't know. But, um, you know, that's a long time to be dreaming about something and, and to see it through to the end. So it's a very, very special time. It's also very frightening because, you know, with the strike that was going on and it just lifted last night. So we have our cast just today um, to try and do something to get the word out. Um, so it's it's a very surreal feeling and I probably won't be able to process exactly my emotions until after you know the holidays I think when I can reflect on it all but um yeah it's been a, quite a journey no pun intended so what's really interesting on my on my behalf and I think for other Christian families as well is that when Christmas comes around it can be really hard to try to find a movie or a show to kind of just talk about the faith in the way that we want to represent it to our children. The Bible can be a very, is very dense in its subtext. It's very dense in its writing. And sometimes the faith-based movies or the religious movies of say the fifties and sixties might not work for kids. that are maybe like eight, 10 years old. Mm. And there's only so many times you can watch the star every Christmas. Right. <laughs> and mm. so when a movie like this comes along, it's just, it's, it's something that we really needed. Is that something that really spoke to you as well? Like, especially going you know through those 17 years you became a father as well um did that kind of uh, mission statement change and evolve to not only that you wanted to make this musical for yourself but it became a thing where you as a family man and a christian as well you want to make this film for other families other christians so we can share in the spirit of christmas but also have our ch children learn about the nativity story but in a different kind of uh, context 100 percent um you know when i had this idea i didn't have kids now they're 14 and 11. Mm. Um, so it, it, it really changed the dynamic. And I think part of why, um, you know, look, there's a couple of reasons why I didn't, I wasn't able to make it all these years. I think one of them was I wasn't ready. Um, I, I feel like God pushed pause on my idea until I was ready. Um, but I think, uh, two, I was supposed to make it when I had kids, because uh, it, it puts a completely different perspective on it and what kind of movie I'm trying to make. Uh, I, and when you're a parent, you know, how hard it is to find a movie like this and, and, you know, and like you said, trying to raise your, your children in the faith and in a Christian home. And uh, there's not many things you can plop your kids down in front of and walk away and feel okay about it. Mm. Um, and there's really nothing, you know, I think of all the great movies that have been made for Christmas, you know, they're colorful, they're vibrant, they're fun and funny and great music and they're beautifully done. They're amazing uh, pieces of art, uh, but none of them are really about Christmas. You know, they're not about why we celebrate Christmas. I'm like, why can't there be a movie like that, but that actually talks about why we celebrate Christmas and why it's called Christmas. Um, and that was the mission. And for the whole family, though, too, because like you said, how many times can you watch uh, The Star, which is very, very young, skewing it's a preschool really audience and not fun for the parents to sit through <laughs> over and over. So I needed to make a movie that would be OK for me to watch over and over again and my kids. At different ages and stages of life and uh, that's what we try to do and um you know i dare i say i think we accomplished it um i'm very proud of it and uh my kids like it so hopefully yours do too it's really well, the other aspect we really have to talk about here is that it is a musical and of course you being you know adam who you are your background in music is, is your lord you're a lauded songwriter and producer and You've been a part of many uh, films and, and TV series and albums. So, of course, this would be a musical project. What I think brings an extra significance to this is that not long ago during COVID, we as Christians weren't even allowed to sing in mass, weren't allowed mm -hmm. to sing in churches. Mm -hmm. Singing music is as part, uh, parcel 
as an act of worship within you know the confines of a church as anything else within the church um music uh, um church in a many way is a, almost kind of like a musical uh, experience as any other uh, uh form of, of of like you know uh, of community uh, uh, getting together in communion um and i think it's something that a lot of us kind of took for granted until that music was taken away from us is mm. that something you felt as well during that time and is it something that you think that a lot of people hopefully like myself because this is a real realization i didn't have until that music was taken away from us um we would that we'll learn to cherish more as well because i know sometimes people think oh, i gotta sing this hymn but i don't know about you when i sing those hymns now i sing it with the reflection of for a long time i couldn't do this and i sing it with extra vigor than i did before yeah i mean 100 percent um that was hard when I mean, covid was hard that the one thing that was good about covid for me is it gave me six months for the first time in my life with nothing to do but to focus on this movie um, and that's when I really cracked the code. And um, so it did allow me that chance because it's never in my life have I had six months with nothing to do. Um, that was kind of the, the, the uh, blessing uh, in disguise, I guess. But it was very hard for families, very hard for my kids. Um, it was torture, frankly, for them. Um, and yeah, you couldn't sing in choir. You couldn't sing at church. You couldn't go to church in California where I live. Mm. Um, it was really uh, a really crazy time. And definitely gives you an appreciation for, for, for it now. Um, but music is so powerful. Music is, is a spiritual thing. It is, it's really a miracle, you know, that God has given us where you can pull something out of the air and create something that's so amazing and can move people in a way that words can't sometimes. And so telling the stories of musical was very important to me because if I want to make this movie for everyone, which I did, I didn't just want to make it for believers. Um, music is such a big part of that because music can break down defenses it can cross borders and and uh, stereotypes everything you think of can be overcome with a great song um, and, and to tell this story through songs that my neighbor who's not a Christian will like as much as my dad or my kid um, who are Christians you know that was really important and that's hard to do in any other uh, form um, so music is a powerful powerful agent uh, for storytelling, um, and especially when you take it away. Um, but I mean, there's a reason why music exists in the church. There's a reason God gave us music. It, it is meant to move us and pierce uh, us very deeply emotionally down to the soul uh, level, which words don't always do. You know, words can get stuck up here in your head and not go any further. Uh, but music, it can overcome all that, and it just gets in your soul and your body in a completely different way. The Matt's Movie Reviews Podcast is brought to you by TeePublic. TeePublic is the world's largest marketplace for independent creators to sell their work on the highest quality merchandise. With over 1.2 million designs, TeePublic is sure to have something you'll love. Please support Matt's Movie Reviews on Patreon. Get access to exclusive content, request movie reviews and top 10 lists, and help support my work. Please click on the Patreon link in the description below. You're talking about just now the comparison between music or songs and words. In this context, we're talking about songs and the word um, mm. here. When it comes to that, um, putting music to a sacred text that, you know, Journey to Bethlehem is based on, how do you approach your songwriting in this instance? Is it any different to how you approach your songwriting to any of the other projects that you've done? Does it come from the same place or because 
the text that you're dealing with um, has a certain meaning to so many people? Does the songwriting kind of differ in a certain way? I'm really curious about that. 100% it differs. I mean, uh, not every song, though, because some songs were more relational in the movies. Uh, you'll see. I don't, I don't know if you've seen it or just saw the yes. trailer. But, um, some songs are just about a relationship, but that's treated very differently than like Mary's song, Mother to a Savior and King. Um, that is uh, very much, um, I think it was very inspired by the scripture and by the text uh, more so than any song we've ever written. Um, obviously, the nativity scene itself is so powerful and those songs, uh, you know, and the way we wove that together um, was absolutely divinely inspired. Um, but I think, you know, for me, um, being a man of faith, I think I've always felt like music and writing a song is a gift from God. So on some level, it wasn't any different. Um, and we've always written songs. I've never written a song that I'm ashamed of, you know, that I can't believe I wrote that lyric, or whatever. So my faith has definitely shaped my art my entire life and, and my entire career. Um, but it was never more on display than, than making this movie. Were there songs that you had early in the process, like when you had that light bulb moment 17 years ago that you would have had, um, but as the years went on, maybe you put them aside and thought, you know what, I don't think that is for this movie anymore. As I've gotten older, I've gotten wiser, maybe this song wouldn't work. And, and, uh, and having said that, is there any chance maybe, I don't know, in the future of maybe seeing some of the, I wanted to say discarded songs or maybe the songs that didn't necessarily make the cut see the light of day if they didn't make it to the movie. Hmm. Uh, you know, there were some demos um, very, very early on before I even thought of the movie. Um, it was more of a like, can we make a Christmas stage play? And there were some songs and, and a couple of which made it into the movie. Uh, there, were, there were many ideas that, that didn't make it, didn't make any sense once we started writing it. Um, but when I wrote the first treatment 17 years ago, it was an 11 page treatment for the movie. Um, that uh, included like, for example, um, Good to be King, uh, where he sings, Mine is the Kingdom, and then we flipped that at the end to Thine is the Kingdom, the Lord's Prayer. Um, that was a, like an initial light bulb idea I had at the very beginning, I want to do this. This flip is really cool uh, and really powerful because some a narcissist king is saying, Mine is the Kingdom, and no, then the true king comes and says, Not so fast. Mm. Uh, and I thought that was just a really powerful moment. Um, so. There, there's ideas that were there from the very beginning that have stayed. And then, of course, as it evolves, you figure out, you know, I failed so many times making this movie. Um, and I honestly didn't really start uh, really writing the songs until 2017. That's when we wrote the first true batch of songs for this movie. They, they were just ideas and fragments before that. I want to talk about the core of the story, which I think is portrayed beautifully in the movie. Um, you have Mary, played by Fiona Paloma. You have Joseph, played by Milo uh, Munheim. What's so essential to this story is that it's very much a love story between Mary and Joseph. And I think people, a lot of people forget about that. Um, and I think when I became a dad, the Joseph himself as a person became that much more of an inspirational person when you think about the position that he was in and in that he has his wife named Mary, and then she's like, well, the angel Gabriel came to me and said, I'm going to give birth to, you know, Lord Jesus Christ. And I'm sure as shown in the film, there's doubt, there's fear. 
and then at the um, at the end of it, there's faith not only that in in God as uh, as as you know, the the creator of all this, but in His wife Mary as well. There's faith mm. in her that yes, I'm going to believe her, and I'm going to go on this journey to her. How important was it to get to that crux of that love story between the two characters in your movie? Um, because I think it's just um, wonderfully uh, portrayed in the film. Yeah, thank you. Um, it was very important because I felt like you know every great movie has a few ingredients, right? It has a love story at the heart. Um, and it has a journey of that love story. You don't know how it's going to end. You know, will they end up together? We know they were going to end up together because the Bible says so. But we didn't know if it was for love or for duty. And that's where I wanted to explore. Um, every movie has to have a villain. We have that in Herod. And every movie needs some comic relief, especially a family movie and for kids. So the wise men were just obvious, the three stooges mm. from the beginning. Yeah. Uh, so that was the ingredients, right? And as far as Mary and Joseph, you know, obviously touchy territory on some level. But... Um, if you believe that God chose Mary, you believe God chose Joseph, you would believe they had some great chemistry. <laughs> they were made for each other, literally by God. Uh, so for me, to that there's like this romance at the heart of it, because they have this attraction, I think is completely natural and a beautiful thing, and God ordained. Um, so playing with that, and what it does is it makes them relatable to us today. And look, whether it happened that way or not, I don't know. Uh, the Bible is like, we have Matthew 1 and 2, Luke 1 and 2. It doesn't say what Mary's conversation with Joseph was like when she said, I'm pregnant, or, or telling her parents that I'm with child. Um, what happened? We don't know. So that's where I could take license and just imagine, what if? Um, so that's kind of where the creative and the artistic license comes in. And, you know, it's important to note that it is a musical. It's not a documentary. I don't represent this is, this is exactly what happened. Um, what I did was stay true to the scriptures that we have. To those verses and then i built my story out in in between those scriptures um, to create something very compelling and something that children especially will lean into and not want to take their eyes off of you know when i was a kid i had a storybook bible and it was colorful and vibrant and super fun and i wanted to be there i wanted to go there where the story is happening and i kept turning the pages and i loved it and i'm like well, why isn't a movie like this why does it automatically when it's a bible story nobody smiles no one's happy no one's celebrating sheep grazing dirt uh, it's just staff and sandals, and it's frankly depressing a lot of times. <laughs> and I'm like, no, no, no. We have the greatest reason in history to celebrate, you know, the Christmas story and what this means. So I wanted it to be that celebration, and uh, that starts with Mary and Joseph and loving them as a couple and their journey, uh, and making this fun and vibrant and relatable for everyone, not just Christians. I want to talk about the upswing of the faith-based movie market lately um mm. angel studios kingdom story company of course you've got a firm films which you know done you know, your film journey to bethlehem how do you look at that kind of like kind of upswing of faith-based films do you think it's come down to maybe that the mainstream market has ignored that type of uh mainstream sorry studios have ignored the market of um, christians especially for so long that it was only a matter of time until certain people got together and decided, you know what, there's a market there, they're hungry for this content, and we're going to give it to them. I'm really curious about the, what your perspective on that whole thing is. Well, I mean, a faith-based movie is nothing new. I think a good faith-based movie is something new. <laughs> mm. you know? um, they've always been there. Uh, I remember seeing uh, uh, Hiding Place, a Billy Graham-produced movie in the 70s. You know, uh, It was produced in the 70s. I saw it in the 80s. I wasn't born then, but... Um, and that was pretty good, but there's been a lot of, uh, I wouldn't count like Ben-Hur and Ten Commandments as faith-based movie. They're epic favorite movies of all time, but those were big Hollywood productions. So if you look at um, the movies that have come, 
before us. Um, there are a lot of them, but they're not a lot of memorable ones. Um, and uh, frankly, uh, I think most Christian families don't go see Christian movies because mm. there's a stigma like they're not going to be good. Mm. Um, so I don't even like to call this a Christian movie. This is a musical about Christmas. It's a Christmas musical, not a Christian musical. Um, and I hope that we can live up to the to the standards. We shouldn't just live up to the standards of the world. We should lead it, right? All the great artists of all time were men of faith and women of mm. faith. Like, why now are we following? We should be leading with the best yeah. art. God is the ultimate creator, the ultimate creative, and he loves when we're creative and we do it with excellence. And I think what we're seeing is an influx of talented filmmakers. Uh, we have good movies being made in this space now and uh, that people are going, wait a minute, I can actually go to one of these and not be embarrassed <laughs> and be like, oh, this is good. Um, and that's what I want to make with this. I want you to bring your neighbors who, you know, who maybe don't know what Christmas is about. Um, the reality is it's very hard to bring your un, uh, you know, non-Christian friends to church or to mass. Not hard to bring them to the movies hmm. if you make a great movie. Um, so was, I was kind of lamenting um, you know, some of these creative licenses that I was taking to try and make a great movie. And um, a very good friend of mine who's an Oscar-winning director, he, he said, look, stop worrying about if your timeline is accurate. No one's going to remember your movie because its timeline is accurate. He said, they're going to remember it if it's great. Just make a great movie. And he knew my heart and knew I was going to do anything crazy with it. So he really freed me up um, to relax a little bit and just um, accept the fact that I can't make everyone happy. Because uh, if I try to make everyone happy, I make no one happy. So mm -hmm. I just had to follow my vision that God had given me for it. Final question. When it comes to your career as a director, is the hope that, of course, you know, if this film company is successful, that maybe you can do other material dealing with maybe not biblical, but other maybe um, Christian themed or, or faith based or religious themed projects and put those on screen as well? Because um, I think it's something that you're really great at and it's something that I would love to see more from you. Thank you so much. Um, I would love to make more movies. Um, I would have a hard time making a movie that's not about something that's uh, important and that's meaningful. Uh, it's too hard, frankly. Uh, I moved away from my family for six months to make this movie. I sacrificed a lot. They sacrificed. It's not worth it if it's trivial. Uh, I don't need to do that. I can stick with my old career for, for that, you know, if I'm just trying to make a buck. Um, so for me to tell these stories and to do all it takes to make a film, it has to be something of eternal significance and something meaningful for me, a story I want to tell. That doesn't mean it's just a Bible movie, uh, 100%. Like, there are some amazing stories that have incredible uh, meaning uh, to them that, that I'd like to mine and, and make movies out of. But um, I might make another Bible movie. I don't know. There's some great stories in there that could make it great musicals out of, frankly. Um, so I think it'll be a mixture. You'll see a mix of movies from me, but they will all be for the family. That's my mission is to make great family movies um, that you don't have to worry about uh, what you're about to put in front of your children. Um, so that, that's really what I want to do. So for everyone listening, November 10 in theaters across the U.S., journey to Bethlehem. Take your family, take your friends, take your neighbors, take the stranger that you never met before. Take him to the movie and get him to watch his film because I absolutely love the journey to Bethlehem. For me, as a, a film crit critic, journalist, uh, father, Christian, it hit all of the uh, the right spots for me. And um, I can't can't profess my thanks to you enough, uh, Adam, in regards to that, because um, I think it's really important that, you know, movies like that are out there. And, and like we've talked about so much in this conversation, that we can share the faith with our 
children um, and with those in our lives who might, you know, might not want to go to mass or or find the other stories of the Bible to be maybe too dense or too uh, too depressing at times. You know, the whole point of sh sharing the word is that we're sharing light and we're sharing life and we're sharing um, this beautiful spirit. And I think you encapsulate all of that um, in your movie. And the, the music is great too, man, i got to say, because sometimes, you know, you hear Christian musical and you don't know what to expect. And i got to say, you know, and then I have to remind myself, this is Adam Anders we're talking about here. So, of course, the music is going to be great. And the job that you and, and your wife, Nikki, did with the, the songwriting here is fantastic. And I just want to say congratulations to you and wish you the best of luck. And everyone out there, go watch this at the movies. Yes. There's a reason it's in the movies. There's a reason everyone went on strike. They want to make sure they can bring you the content so you can watch it. Don't wait for the small screen. Watch it in a big screen. Watch it with yeah. people. This is about community. This is about getting together. And uh, this is a perfect time to watch as we lead up to Christmas. So, um, Adam Anders, thank you so very much for your time. Congrats thank on the film you and best success to you. Thank you. Appreciate it. Great meeting you.